0: Welcome to the Propel on Purpose podcast. I am on a mission to help first-generation founders build wealth through entrepreneurship and do so without sacrificing their well-being. I am your host, Angelise Cordero, HR and leadership expert, Cuba-born Jersey girl, cafecito lover, dog mom to guava, and your HR business bestie. If you're a small business owner who's growing a service-based business, you're in the right place. We're here to talk business, self-care, and leadership to empower your high performance and happiness. Let's pop! Hello, business besties! When I first met this next guest, we had so much to chat about that we literally talked for an hour, and that's when I knew that she had to come and share her wisdom on the podcast. Cecilia Hernandez founded Wealth Healer in 2019 with the aim of educating as well as empowering founders, business leaders, and corporate employees to achieve their personal and or their business financial goals through a mindful approach. I am so excited. Please help me welcome Cecilia to the POP podcast.
1: Ooh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. So Cecilia, to start, please
0: share with our business besties a little bit about yourself and your business journey. Yes.
1: Yes. I'm from the Bronx to and Moved to Jersey City. I'm kind of claiming it now, but I'm not sure. Yes. No, be sure. Jersey's awesome. <laughs> uh, my background is in math and finance, some data analytics. I have a financial well being firm. What does that mean? We're going to look at your holistic financial plan, not only focus on the numbers, but really thinking about your past and you as a person in order for you to accomplish your financial goals, whether that's for your personal or your business and a combination of both. I
0: love that. And what I can't help but remember is that during our first conversation, you mentioned that when you start working with a client, you always start with their money mindset. Mm -hmm. I love this because as you know, at Propel on Purpose, we focus on emotional intelligence and how being more aware of our emotions impacts and how we show up to lead ourselves and lead others and lead our businesses. And there's so many emotions around money. There's often very negative emotions that come up for us when we think about money especially if you grew up not having a lot of resources so why do you start with money mindset and why was this an important aspect to incorporate in your business
1: so i would start off with saying when i first started doing this i was very much focused on the numbers i would hand my clients a financial plan i'll be like here we talked about it like good luck will either connect like the next week or the month or the quarter, whatever cadence they had decided. And then most of the time, they will come back and they're like, well, like, mm, kind of struggling didn't accomplish the goals that we set out to be. And that's when I started to get curious on why was this happening within my clients or even like within myself. And that's where the money psychology component came in. How does our past like even like our financial trauma our beliefs everything that we went through incorporate how and how we act around money and really trying to think about that from a behavioral change then to think about the money so i love my first session with my clients it's actually two hours long and the first session is just like really us just talking about how did you grow up what do you think about money like how what are the things that you're struggling with and why do you think that is and piecing it all together. And then what we do is we put together their balance sheet and really being able to look at everything that they own, they owe. And the best part is really tying it back to letting them know like, this is how it fits together. You may be overspending because of something that you went through in the past, or you may actually be saving all your money because of that scarcity mindset or being afraid of what's gonna happen if you actually spend it. And being able to decipher, like, okay, this is how you can get out of debt, or this is how you can change your mindset in order to really change your actions and your finances in general.
0: Wow, uh, that is so powerful. I am geeking out because I studied behavioral science. When anybody mentions, let's talk about behavioral change first. Like, that is key because you can give people all of the tools. To implement in their business for very practical things like your accounting. But if you don't go into the psychology of and the why they should be using these tools or how it's going to help them grow their business, it might not be as effective because there is an emotional connection to all of these things, whether we recognize it or not. Um, so I love this. I'm very curious. And I love that you use the word curious. Like I got curious when I saw that this wasn't, you know, they weren't implementing these tools or they weren't meeting their goals and curious did you see that show up for yourself as a business owner and or was it working with clients and seeing the same pattern like how did you get to that point of deciding like here's how why I should do this differently
1: yeah that's such a great question my business is definitely led through my story and my upbringing like growing up going through homelessness like evictions food insecurity a, a lot of other traumas really created this pressure in my life that I needed to succeed especially because I lost my dad when I was very young due to his alcohol abuse disorder which caused a lot of the traumas that came afterwards mm-hmm. there was a lot of pressure to succeed and then as the all like provide for my family mm-hmm. and when you're in that survivor mode where you just mm-hmm. gotta get it done you don't have the chance to really take in everything that is going on or that you went mm-hmm. through you just get on autopilot and for mm-hmm. most of my life that was the case right so when I graduated college that was the point where I was like that's it. This is what you've been working for. Like, all your problems are solved, girl. You're going to take care of your family. Like, you're good, right? And like, a lot of our communities, that's what we're taught, right? Like, college is it. Like, you're going to be good afterwards. But, that wasn't the case. For me, like, my journey of being like, wait, like, I just did everything I was supposed to do, quote Mm -hmm. on. Right, you checked all the boxes, yeah. Yeah, I checked all the boxes, and like, I kind of can't still pay for rent. Like, what's Mm -hmm. going on? like what factors are is it like I'm not getting paid enough and what factors am I literally having an influence on this through my behavioral and like my own actions right so that's when I started to become curious I'm like "Hmm, I know that you weren't taught this first of all and I know that you've been through a lot but like how can you become like curious within yourself to really look into this And then, like, I was very lucky that my first job out of college was in finance. So I was like, wait, we're doing this in business finances. So how can I learn about doing this for my personal finances? So that was, like, the turning point. But the point that really, really got me that I was like, hold up. Like, I'm so confused. Was, like, when I made my first six figures. And I was like, that's it. Like, we (laughs) right? And then, like, that was the time where I couldn't sleep the most like I literally and, like it's all gonna be taken away from me right uh, now like yeah. I am gonna lose it again we're not gonna have every anything again like yeah. the pressure even though like my bank account was good like I like I still had a job like was so much that I started having like panic attacks like I couldn't function it was just like a lot that i knew that i still had to heal from and that's like when i decided to like really focus on healing myself and really knowing that like in order for this to like work i had to like be good and then now what i'm seeing right like because it's still going to be a work in progress like as a full-time entrepreneur these things coming up in my business too and i'm like okay like we got to work through that one i thought i was done with that one but i'm not right Mm continuous journey that my story and what I've been through, like got me here mm-hmm. and I've just decided to be brave enough to be like, okay, like this cycle ends with me. Mm, woo.
0: Girl, that is so real. First of all, thank you so much for, for sharing your journey, and especially some of the challenges and the struggles. It's not always an easy thing to do. There's a lot of shame that we feel for these things that oftentimes are not even within our control, right? Like decisions that other people like our parents make and uh the society that we live in that makes it challenging for single parents or you know certain uh groups to to get their footing financially. There's a there's a lot of obstacles. So it it can be a lot of shame to talk about these things. And so being able to shift that narrative and talk about it from a place of bravery and courage and, hey, here's the lesson that I learned and here's how I healed myself. That is incredibly powerful. So I commend you for going through the journey and, you know, coming through the other side and taking all those lessons and finding ways to empower other people with those tools. As you were speaking, though, I Felt emotional because that is very real. Many of us go through that. I I can certainly empathize. A lot of my journey has similar uh, struggles as well. And... You don't realize until you're doing that healing work of how much that shows up in other places, especially in entrepreneurship. And you hear, I hear this often. Other entrepreneurs talk about it. Like nothing will test you like your business. Like the the stuff that you have to work through shows up in your business like nothing else, um, because it's all that mindset work and all of those things that come up, which is why. A big part of the work that we do at Propel on Purpose is around emotional intelligence and raising people's awareness of how are you feeling about this and how are these emotions that you haven't processed, how are they either working against you or how could they be working in your favor if you learn how to process them differently, talk about them differently, or see when you're being triggered or you know, recognize how it's showing up in your relationships and how you lead people, how you make decisions. So all of it is so connected. So I'm fascinated by the way in which you had navigated your journey and saw the connections between business and personal finance and now an entrepreneurship, just like, so, so dope. I'm so happy that we've met and like, I get to hear your story and see the work that you're doing. So just want to
1: pause for a,
0: yes, no. <laughs> Thank you for
1: inspiring me as well and walking in your purpose, right? Because this journey can feel lonely, right? When you're like, Hey, like I'm deciding to do this and I don't know what's going to happen in the process so like meeting you and like others that have like similar mindsets right like your idea of best friends like besties like we need that in this journey because as you could as you said right like what we're facing or what we haven't healed we're going to find it in our business i'm going through that right now and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) right and like the period of growth looks messy like I think sometimes we Mm -hmm. expect it to be like yes I'm growing, and this is so good and then you're like wait this is actually very painful and very ugly Mm I have to say as well
0: yeah, I, I like that that framing. It's like growth is definitely messy. That's the best way to put it. It's not a straight line. It's definitely messy. I love that. Okay, so you you start with the money mindset. What are some of the tools that you use to help clients shift their money mindset? And then how do you work with your clients to ensure that they have like a solid foundation for all the things that you know they need to have in order to build really successful businesses
1: yeah i would say that Well, healer we have this curriculum that i've created that's already like a to z like where do you start right like from the money psychology to like where do you want to go right to be able to compare your budgets versus actuals and really plan ahead right that's where i want all of my clients to get to so that's like the number one thing that I always express to my clients like I'm very clear on like what I want to happen within the beginning of like our sessions right like really understanding the money psychology really understanding your numbers and your reporting and why are you doing the things that you are doing right in your business if you're like I never have any receipts when I go out for my meals right it's like let's explore that right so you can actually change it and then like creating these processes where well, I'm your partner right like that's one of the things that I love about working with small businesses that like where, where are we now like we're shaking hands yeah. like this is our <laughs> business like what are we going to do right and really yeah having my clients like feel like okay like we're in this together and like letting them know that I'm not gonna necessarily tell you what to do but I'm gonna educate you and that's like the number one thing we're gonna be educated on how this looks and then you can make your own financial decisions. Of course, I will provide my expertise and like my opinion. But how can I empower you to do it on your own, essentially, right? Because like I always make this joke, and you're gonna know it—the abducted by aliens joke, right? Like if I were to be abducted by aliens, are you good? And like that's one of the biggest thing in my industry, right? Where we, especially as entrepreneurs, we want someone else to do the finances. We don't want mm-hmm. to it. We don't want to think about it, like. That's cool. You can do what you do best, whether that's sales, whether it's the execution of your business, your product or service. but like how are you actually understanding like what's going on and then knowing that you have a trusted partner to help you out at the end of the day? So those are the main components I would see. I would say, like are the most important one, like working with me um, and like my firm, essentially making sure that like they're educated, they know how it's done, and that they have a trusted partner.
0: I totally get that. I totally get that because that's exactly my approach to and providing HR consulting. Because similarly, a lot of people want to outsource the issues to HR. And I say the same thing to clients, like I can give you my expert perspective and insight. It's still your decision, right? And Part of my role is to educate you on the why I have this perspective. So here's how, why I'm thinking about it this way. And here's what research says. And here's some data around this so that you can make your decision. You you need to be dangerous enough about all of the things related to your business. Like you need to know enough that you're dangerous and then be able to delegate to the experts and focus on like your zone of genius, but you still have to know. So I love that. I totally get that. I hope that everybody listening who's a small business owner you see the value in having thought partners in, with different, you know, expertise. So it's awesome to hear that this is the approach that you have for your business and how you're empowering uh, other businesses. I want to talk about generational wealth because we were both first generation, which means that very often we're the conduits for economic mobility in our families. We were trained to go to school, like you said, get a college degree, work a quote-unquote safe and secure corporate job. And because money was so taboo growing up, at least in my experience, we don't learn this until much later. And that is that making money isn't the same thing as building wealth. Mm. So what does it take to build wealth?
1: That's such a good question because I didn't understand this until I started learning about it, right? Because we get so stuck on, I want to make X amount, or I make X amount, and I'm good now, right? And that was like my mentality for a long time. But that's not essentially wealth, is what do you do with that money that you're making, whether that's through the nine to five or entrepreneurship, right? And how are you accumulating wealth through assets, right? Mm -hmm. But a good point to make in this conversation is that, especially for us in our communities, right, since we're the first ones and we're tasked with learning these things, but also taking care of others, how, when we think about generational wealth, we can't not talk about the fact that like, we need to be good in general, like with our finances and feel like we can breathe, right, especially when we have, may have additional responsibilities. So what Mm -hmm. does it mean to have enough cash flow to be able to cover you if an emergency were to happen with yourself or within your business, right? What does that look like? Because that's going to give you breathing room to then explore other assets, to then explore how can you make your money work for you? So like to emphasize, like how do we create safety within our finances? To then think about generational wealth, which is the accumulation of assets through diversification, whether that's through real estate and or stocks or other means, right? So when we think about that, that is the generational wealth, right? That we're creating financial freedom for ourselves when we can become work optional and don't have to be like, I got to lock in this client or I got to clock in to be able to be okay. But then thinking about how can I actually think about like those that come after me? But don't get so stuck on the those that come after me part because a lot of us have been taking a lot doing a lot of taking care of how are you good on your Mm. own and then being able to calculate what are those numbers right like if you do want to retire early if you do want to actually take care of others right like being able to calculate those as part of like a comprehensive financial plan and even when you think about your business what is the legacy of your business. From like a financial perspective as well, right? Like sometimes we think about our businesses so small that we don't even think about like what is the legacy that I'm leaving behind with this business. So being able to have those things in place in order for you to for others that come after you to be good as well. And like for you not to build and just like create another job for yourself. That's like the importance Mm -hmm. of thinking about like generational wealth and like wealth in general from like a business perspective and a comprehensive financial plan.
0: Yes. Oh my God. You said so many things that were so insightful and valuable there, especially that last piece where a lot of we've seen the shift, especially after the global pandemic and especially for Latinas, which we both are that left the workforce in mass numbers for a number of different reasons being underpaid being one of them uh, but the other one is the priorities and the responsibilities that didn't align with how the world was expecting women to function during that time taking care of home taking care of children you know actively uh working oftentimes longer hours because of the responsibilities that were, were happening in organizations as a result of the pandemic. And so we've seen this major shift of folks going into entrepreneurship. And if they don't f- create these, the solid financial foundation that you offer through your business, it can very easily feel like you just gave yourself another job, not establishing a real business that is profitable. And that is creating this legacy of, generational wealth so that is that is huge um talk to us a little bit about what are some of the must-dos for small business founders to create and grow profitable
1: businesses yeah that's a good question as well right because what i find a lot of the times is that on a simple level no one's keeping track they can't tell you with certainty how much they made last month how much are their expenses, right? Like, what are these profit margins? What are their operational costs? Like, they can't tell you any of that, right? And not to fault the entrepreneurs, right? Like, that's a skill that needs to be learned. And also, like, we're working in our business, trying to make it work, right? Like, seeing if it's actually, like, something that we can continue, right? But, like, that's the number one thing where, for most of the time, a psychological reason. We're not even looking at the numbers. I have some clients that come to me and they're like, I haven't looked at my bank account for a month. And I'm like, okay, how can we get through that and work through that? Because you do need to manage your cash flow, right? Being able to really know what's going comes coming in and what's going out during periods of time is going to be essential for your business, especially as like small business owners when the net 30, net 60, and then like the client's probably going to be a little late, right? How do you manage that in a way that feels and actually makes sense? Because what I find most of the time is that your payment terms don't make sense. Why are you connecting the full payment, net 30? Why don't you collect 50%? Like implementing little things in the beginning could really have... Massive impact on your cash flow and your mental health as you're going through your journey, right? So the first step is really understanding, like, what are your roadblocks? I'm sure, like, anyone listening to this, they probably can take two minutes to list all the things that you're currently struggling with. Like, I have to send my invoices on time. I'm not collecting payments. I don't check my bank account. Whatever that may be. And start to really think about, like, what are those actions that you can take that deal with your cash flow and, like, your finances to... Be able to breathe, honestly.
0: That's what it takes, like being that conscious on a very small level to build the habit of creating a solid like money mindset and incorporating all these different tools. So I love that. Can you share an example of uh, or a story about a client, someone that you've worked with who has completely
1: shifted their money mindset and how that's impacted their business? Yeah, there's so many, but I'll focus <laughs> in particular. I've been working with this client for a few years now, and when we first started working together, everything was a mess, for lack of better words. There were personal and business finances, like commingling, like the funds, like doing a lot of mm. that, and everything felt and was very chaotic. Mm. It wasn't even, like, they didn't really fully believe that they were running a business. So, therefore, everything was a mess. And there was a lot of trauma there relating to their own money experiences, their own money, like, their own not having enough money that created this chaos even when there shouldn't be. There There wasn't a need for that chaos to exist, right? Mm. But really... Empowering this client because they came to me and they were like, "I just want someone to do this for me, right? Like, I don't want to deal with the chaos and I don't want to face it." Mm. But like the fact that we needed to face it together, and like for my most powerful line is like, in my opinion, it's like it's just numbers, right? Like Mm -hmm. we get so overwhelmed with like it's so complicated, but the end of the day, it's just numbers. So Mm. how? together to like tell the story of these numbers and little by little as they empowered themselves like we didn't tackle everything at first it was like let's create this report for this month let's stop using your personal for business and those little actions now have them in a place of empowerment because now they're like okay why do I want to make that financial decision that I I'm so paralyzed with or was paralyzed with at some point or like that I really Mm -hmm. just want to move forward with. Now they're able to think it through and they've gotten so much value in being able to say, like, it has my daily operations, but I can make these financial decisions and know how I can grow my business. And that has been such a transformative experience because now they're really in control. Mm-hmm. as much as you possibly can with everything that happens with entrepreneurship and different cycles in your business. And that's honestly so beautiful to watch because I watch the highs, the lows, yeah. and navigating that together. That's awesome.
0: And that's so profound too. It's just numbers and we are potentially giving it a meaning or a story that might not be serving us in our business or our personal lives so let's shift our money mindset around that that's just so profound to think of it that way and help people in small simple but very powerful ways shift that that story um i i love this conversation i could talk to you all day <laughs> another hour like last time because Uh, I just feel like there's so much synergies in the work that we do. There's so much emotion Mm -hmm. when it comes to our business, because it's, it's like our child in a lot of ways. It's like our brainchild. We we had this idea and we've been growing it and grooming it and pouring into it and investing in it in so many ways. So it's deeply personal. And I don't know that Business owners always recognize all of like the emotionally charged decisions that are made and all of the stories that we tell ourselves uh, related to these different aspects of our business and how the results will vary depending on how aware you are of those emotions and how you process them and who you work with in order to navigate the journey of being a business owner. So I, I so deeply respect the work that you do and appreciate you coming on here and sharing your gems with us. But so before we wrap up, where can our listeners find
1: you and how can we support Wealth Healer? Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come on here and collaborate with you. I love the work that you do as well. Love to see it. Uh-huh. My fingers. Um, currently, I'm mostly on LinkedIn, Cecilia Hernandez, Follow me there to know more about, like, my career journey as entrepreneur.
0: Yes. Love it. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Uh, Will you do us the honor of walking us through a short exercise for us to heal our money mindset as we wrap up?
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. So I want you all to just take in this conversation for a couple of minutes, sit in silence, really Take that in, like sit in silence wherever you can find a spot. I want you to think about all the thoughts that are coming to your mind and just let them. Don't try to control them at all. And after the two minutes, I want you to just do a brain dump in your journal about everything that came to mind. What are those things? And like only spend two minutes, another two minutes doing this. And then I want you to write down that one thing that you kept constantly thinking about, that's showing up when you were thinking about it, when you wrote it down. And I want you to really think about why. Why is it that you're currently struggling with this? And for some of you, this may become heavy. I want you to go back as early as you can. What is that first memory that you think about when you think about this thing that you're struggling with? And I really want you then to be kind to yourself. I don't want you to feel like you need to take action right away and that you're going to like see your numbers or update this or heal your trauma in a couple of hours. But I want you to write a date for yourself. It can be tomorrow, a week from now, where you're going to revisit this. And from that day, from now until that day, I want you to think about how is that showing up for you in your daily interactions. And I want you to sit with it. And once you're ready to take action, just know that you can and that it won't be easy to navigate that path. But now that you have, but know that you have everything inside of you to navigate it. You're listening to a podcast to get better and to continue to grow. You're brave enough to want to heal. And then ask yourself, what else do I need to get to that other side? Is it further support? Is it an entrepreneurship group? Is it therapy? Is it tuning in with myself? And take those actions because we get so caught up on the day-to-day that we don't realize that it's all connected. Ooh, that was so good. So, so good. Oh my God. Cecilia, thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much for pouring all of this wealth healing knowledge into us. I know my cup certainly feels overflowing and I can't wait for us to collaborate as business besties. Here's to you and your continued business success. Cheers. Cheers. Likewise. I'm like, I wish I had a drink, but I don't have my tea. Here we go. Cheers. Hello, business besties. Mil gracias. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you had at least one pearl to take away with you, please pay it forward. Share a link, text to your business bestie, a screenshot on social media, or some love in the form of a rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you're a service-based small business owner ready to maximize your people resources, email us at ola@propelonpurpose.com at for a free HR consultation. Remember, though entrepreneurship can feel lonely and like a constant grind, you don't have to do it alone.
1: So let's pop!